0: If you haven't got a seat and you're standing at the back, there, somebody stick a hand up if you've got a seat beside them. There's plenty of seats upstairs. And am more than welcome to come and get a seat. We've got a full house today. It's good. Um, I, I, I just want to do something. We, we, we normally organize a bit better than this, but this morning was pretty crazy, um, as you can imagine. Uh, you know, we've got 30, 30 young people and leaders sleeping upstairs at the minute, so we've got to get them fed and showered, so uh, it's good. At least they've got showers now, you know. Um, but I, I want to do something this morning, you know, um, I, I lost my mum about three months ago and, uh, you know, she, it was time for her to go home and be with the Lord, that's for sure. And, uh, but, you know, it's, it's important for some people, some of us lost our mums, but some of us have our mums here today and if you're a mum, I want you to stand up, come on. Stand up, mummies! come on, if you're a mum, stand up. Yeah, um, uh, we honour you today, we honour all your hard work, all the many meals you make, the the rubbish you clean up, uh, the rooms you tidy all that bins you empty, we apologize on behalf of all husbands <laughs> who don't do what they're told, but we honor you today, so I hope you have a really good Mother's Day, and uh, enjoy your day, and uh, it's so good that uh, uh, we got that. Um, I, I, I want to do something, and I, I, we, do this, we do this a lot, but um, I'm going to do this again, and they hate this, okay? we're well, going to do this today, all right? So if you've got some cash in your wallet, so I want you to get it out, all right? If you're a single mummy in this church, I'd like you to stand up. Don't make me pick you out. If you're a single mummy in this church, I want you to stand up. And what I would like you to do is I want you to take whatever money you've got in your hands and I want you to go bless these single mummies today. Come on. You give them IOUs. Bible says we're to take care of 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 our single moms and they do a hard work and it's not this isn't about finance okay this is about blessing so come on go bless some people there's one up here? Is somebody up in the balcony come on don't be afraid I know we've all got cards we've got some money there go let's go bless them there's two up in the balcony come on One in the middle. Thank you so much. And if you know some of our single mummies pluck their face, and if you don't have cash, you can do it next week, okay? So go bless them. Yeah. <laughs> Father, we thank you so much for our single mums in our congregation, Lord. We bless them today. Lord, we bless them, Lord, with fire of God. Lord, you give them every resource under heaven. Lord, as they raise their children, they would uh, do a single job on their own, Lord, that you'd be with them, on them, and through them when they deal with all the stuff they have to deal with. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Be blessed, ladies. Have a good day. I've got a few announcements for you, just hang with us, I'll get through these quite quickly. First of all, if there's a few visitors here today, you're really, really welcome. Uh, We've got a few people who are back from Journey Originals. Um, uh, Good to see Ashley back, Uh, she's one of our worship leaders back in the day, and uh, so a few people have come for a little visit, and um, it's great to see you all, so if you're here for that. uh, Just want to let you know today, um, later on tonight is our, we're going to have a birthday party, we've got a lot of stuff planned for you, so uh, I know a lot of you are going off to do Mother's Day, but we're starting here at half past five. And uh, we're going to have some cake and a party. And we've got a disco ball. All right. God bless Stacey. She loves parties. So, listen, we've got a barbecue. We've got some burgers and hot dogs and a few other things for you. We've got a, we, I want to say, I'm excited about this. We've got an amazing birthday cake coming. Honestly, there's a lady making it. It is divine. All right. So come along 5.30 to 6.30. Then we're going to have an evening service, but it's a slightly even service with a difference. So what we've got is we've got about half an hour worship. have a bit of fun during that and then we've got a few of the folks and a few videos we're going to share with you uh, and a few of our folks from church just sharing you a few funny stories about how we got here and uh, sharing a few testimonies and that so we've got a few people on a panel and then we're going to have some a live band here and we're going to have a disco into the wee hours of the morning no I'm kidding all right so so yeah we've got a we we got I said to Joshua this week can you do cover versions and they're like Yes, we'll do them, John. So, so we've got a, got a live banner. They're looking forward to that. So, uh, so, so come along tonight. So that's a, a bit of fun. I, I know a lot of you are way out for Mother's Day. Please do it. But just come ahead in. If you can't make it for 5.30, we'll keep you some cake. But come on ahead and, uh, and do that. Also, uh, I, some of you might notice our numbers are slightly swollen today. Uh, but what I want you to do is, I want, if you're from Bases M or Young Saints, why don't you just stand up? Come on. Come on, honor these guys. Give them a big round of applause. These guys have, uh, yeah, you can take your seats. These guys have fundraised raised a lot of funds. They're, they're doing a lot of mission this week. We're on the streets evangelizing. We're going to pray for the sick. And then we're working with partner churches over the next uh, uh, four or five days. And then this next weekend, we're running our own youth conference. So we've got, we've got young people running a youth conference. Come on. So the way it should be. So uh, Come Alive's on next weekend. If you've got any, any teenagers or you know any teenagers, kick them down. we will be here Friday night and all day Saturday. Honestly, I have got a, such a feeling in my gut about that one. I'm so excited about that. So if you know any teenagers or you love any teenagers or they need Jesus or they just need prayed for something, you know, drop them off here. We'll look after them. We'll try to give them back to you in one piece. Can't promise, but we'll try. But uh, come next week if you know any of them, and also if you do me a favour, if you're on social media, uh, just just share that. Um, you know, we'd love this to be out to a wide group of uh, young people to come to this as an opportunity to meet with folks. Um, I will say this, and you know, when you come from an incubator that produces the spirit of God week in week out that sees supernatural signs and wonders, uh, there's something goes into kids that 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 drops down from generation to generation you know, in the Bible it says sins of the Father goes to the thousandth generation, but the blessings of God to the fourth, sorry, the fourth and fifth generation, but the blessings of God to the thousandth generation. And uh, I really believe that the more generations who know the Lord, who go deeper, you know, we, we get despaired about our young people. I have never been more excited about our young people at the minute. I believe Gen Z are going to save the planet. I really believe that. So, so. They have to because we mess it up so bad. But anyway, that's next weekend good good uh also we got our kids mission trip going on here 31st of march you want to know more about that Have you got a kid from uh p1 to p7 go see stacy where is she stacy i don't know where she is. yes yeah, she's there go see stacy she'll take care of you sorry p5 to p7 i told lies. good good catch all right that would not be good all right p5 to p7 all right we're partnering with vibe and ccv from cold rain those guys are coming down staying here and having a bit of fun also uh, really excited about our, our our i don't know many years i've been doing our egg explosions now but we've got our egg explosion coming up on the 8th of april listen that's our our local community outreach from the church we usually have about five or six thousand people show up to that so if you're around we'd love you to come and be even if you kind of aren't going to take part in it just come and be around help out but we're packing eggs who's a packed an egg anybody packed an egg in our church okay the rest of you it's an experience okay so we're going to be here on the 20 uh the 28th and 29th to pack eggs we've got a great assembly line and uh you probably will eat more sweets that day than you'll put in eggs but hey come along and give us a hand also journey women's retreats coming up big big shout out for joanne the guys come on uh, they've got a women's retreat coming up, but you can go for the day. So if you can't go for the whole weekend, Saturday the 26th, you can just pop down for the day. It's £26. Talk to... to 20 seconds. It's £26 on the 22nd. Okay? Not the other way around. Okay, good. Go see Joanne if you need anything more. Uh, we're, we're really excited about this. Hands up if you were at um, Tenebrae last year. Good Friday service. Wasn't that fantastic? I I, I was... Honestly, Leslie and the guys did such a good job. Well, we're going we're to do a rerun of that this year. Now, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, tickets are moving pretty quickly. So if you haven't got a ticket for that, um, that's a very powerful, powerful... Um, it, it's just every story around the crucifixion scene, and it's incredibly powerful. Um, I will say this. It's probably not for, for children, though if, you're, if your children have got good dispensations, they can come. We, we share a little bit of the passion scene during that. So it's, it's pretty graphic, but it's incredibly powerful. And if you want someone to know Jesus, you want to know, uh, yeah, there's Joshua up there. <laughs> always knew as was a thief. Um, you know, so uh, he, he, he's always a thief, thief by name, but no, I'm joking. I'm kidding. He's good. Uh, but honestly, it's uh, music and interaction and story sharing just stories from individuals' experience of the cross. Uh, if you have got a friend that is kind of hankering around Jesus, you've been kind of kicking the, kicking the tire for a while, bring them along to this. It's incredibly powerful. You, you, you see Jesus and, and imagery and all of those things. So that's coming up in the next few while. And just finally, our tithes and offerings. If you're a UK taxpayer, stick it in an envelope. You can give online. You can uh, see it up there. Um, church Suite's the way that is the easiest for that. If you're a regular giver here, um, thank you so much for that. But um, if you... Um, you know, um, as we grow as a church, um, as, as we move to where we need to go, what, what happens is, you know, there's expansion coming. Uh, we're about to complete on a building in the next two weeks in Downpatrick for Downpatrick Church. Um, we're in here two years. And... Uh, I don't know whether we can make it for another couple of years at the size that we're at right now, but uh, uh, we're, we're going to grow and um, it, it takes a lot of finance to, to, to run the church now. We want to bless the ministry. We want to continue to bless our community. You need to know that we give about 33% of our total income goes back into our community. We, we give that to our local community and events. So uh, please, Sue, don't be afraid to do that. We'd, we'd love you to partner with us in all of that. If you want to know how to do that regularly, come and see Catherine or Zara or any of the guys. They'll help you figure that stuff out. Anyway, I am really... Uh, really really excited about this morning Uh, Jordan and a team, Jordan DeMarco's here some of you know Jordan, Jordan's gone off to down Patrick this morning but he'll be back here later on this evening, you need to go, but I'm excited about who's coming, okay, okay All right. so Rory come on up here come on (laughs) This is Rory. Um, I met Rory just earlier on this year. He, he took over a, a couple of years ago now. He's the, he's the youth pastor at Bethel Church in Redding, California. All right? He's legit. His name's Rory, so he'll fit in right here. Okay? Why don't you stretch out a hand? Let's, let's pray for him this morning. Father, right now, we just come, Lord, bless Rory. Bless his heart as he shares with us today, Lord. Thank you so much for him. Lord, bless him today. Lord, give him a message that will stir our hearts, uh, stir the spirit of God inside of us, Lord, that we would come to know you today even more in Jesus' name. Come on, give it up for Rory.
1: Oh, so good. I feel right at home, man. This is so good. And I'm so glad to be among my people where Rory, my name, means something. Back in America, I have only met one Rory ever, and it's been through a distant thing and then one on a TV show called Gilmore Girls. So if you don't know, it's Gilmore Girls. Anyways, a little bit about me. Um, First of all, this is my first time to Northern Ireland or Ireland and the nation is beautiful. And yesterday was, it felt like a 72 hour day yesterday (laughs) on John Ash tours. And I have never in my life seen so many places. I had to like Remember that we went to a waterfall that morning where I drank a spring because I was like, what is happening? It was so good. Anyways, glad to be here. I'm so thankful to be here. A little bit about me, uh, just so you guys get to know me. I forgot because I'm on jet lag, I was going to show you a picture of my family, but I've been in jet lag mode and last night I crashed. But I have been married. uh, I have a beautiful wife named Mari. We've been married almost 12 years this year, which is really exciting. And we have three beautiful girls. So we are a house of all girls, so I am just overtaken by wonderful, wonderful emotion and all this beautiful stuff that I love. Uh, My oldest is um, almost seven, and she is in first grade, so it's a big thing. My middle child, her name is Brooklyn. Uh, I have a a little four-year-old named Harper who's in preschool, and then our little baby named Kinsley who is boss baby. She is just power. Anybody else, the youngest is just the strongest. I thought I had two strong older kids and we had the youngest. And me and my wife were like, how is there more strength in one child than the other two? I don't know. Um, but that's my family. And I miss them a lot. I keep FaceTiming them. So my girls love Disney. Anybody else Disney fans? Okay, a few of us. My children love Disney. So when I told them I was going to a castle, they were like, please FaceTime us, Dad. Like, please call us with the video so we can see it. And I did. I don't think they were as overwhelmed <laughs> as I was. I tried to downplay it a lot. I was like, this is not Disneyland Castle. This is like, there's no color. And she was, my just like, I don't care. I want to see a real castle. When I showed them, they were like, oh, cool. I was like, awesome. All right, cool. Anyways, um, with that, uh, I just first want to say, man, I just want to honor John Ash. He is, can we give it up for John, Pastor John? It has been absolutely incredible to feel like I've known you for years, and I have just met him in person like three days ago. No, maybe a couple months ago because I met you in Bethel. Um, But it has not been very long, but I have felt so at home. And I just want to thank you and honor the community and the safety, and obviously I'm sure everybody in this congregation feels it, yes. Um, What John and Rachel, right over here, I just got to meet her today, um, which was amazing facilitate here and so it is so amazing to feel the presence of god the community is safety home Um, i feel right at home so thank you for that you guys are incredible uh what we're gonna do is i want to dive in on um one last thing i'm gonna say i'm from america if you have not guessed on the accent I am not from around here, so I'm okay with a little bit of talk back. If you're like, hey, good job, yeah, it won't bother me. And for kids, don't freak out if, you know, your kids are like, oh, my gosh, my kid is talking. I'm going to mess him up. I have three children. I have made it through the fire. I can talk and have conversation while my kids are on my leg, and it's just, it's easy. So don't even worry about it. So parents, don't stress. I understand that feeling. I don't want anybody to have that in this room. You're um, totally at home. So with this, we're going to open up to um, 1 Samuel 13. If you have your Bibles, open up to 1 Samuel 13. And uh, I'm going to share a message that I have actually, um, I am feeling it very strong for all of us this morning as almost this charge for what I feel like God is doing. Um, Right now in the earth, what he's doing since I've landed in Northern Ireland, just this feeling, this overwhelming feeling of God moving how many of us feel that, that stirring across the nations that God is moving? We are feeling it in America, which is so ex- exciting. Um, we are, I'm feeling it over here. The reports in Australia. It is crazy the different nations that God is just erupting in. Right? Amen? amen. Okay, so now we're going to be American. If I say amen, what do you guys say? Amen. amen. Oh, my gosh, this is so good. Okay, so we're going to read um, in First Samuel, I want to read a quick story. Little verse, verse Samuel 13, verse 14, and it says this, but now your kingdom shall not endure. The Lord has sought out for himself a man after his own heart, and the Lord has appointed him as ruler over his people because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. Okay, so this is obviously a charge, Saul, King Saul, does something crazy, and he, um, he doesn't do what God had asked him to do. He actually takes a step further, makes a sacrifice to seek the Lord before the Lord when Samuel said, don't do that. And the Lord said, I'm going to take this kingdom from you and I'm raising up for myself a man after my own heart. And what I want to talk to you guys about today is is this journey of David and how did he become and how do we become men and women after God's own heart. And what does that actually mean? Because he's one of the first men in the Bible that you see this relationship, again, extend to where He marks God in such a meaningful way that through him and his legacy, Jesus comes. And God says, man, actually my son is going to be known as from the house of David because of how much David has marked me. How many of you guys want to mark God's heart in that way? That our legacy starts being connected to what God is doing on the earth. That our legacy is not just in our own children It's not just in the wealth we pass down. It's not just in our homes, our finance. But it's actually in what God is doing on the earth that would be left into the ground. So this is what we're going to do. So everyone say, I am. am. And now fill this in whether you're a man or woman. A man after God's own heart. So now we're going to read I'm going to read a verse in Acts 13:22 because this also shows up in the New Testament. It says this, after he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king, concerning whom he also testified and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do all my will. This is what Saul said in his or Paul said in his sermon, a man after God's own heart who will do all of my will. So what does it mean to be a man or a woman after the heart of God. And this is, uh, for me, this has been a journey. I love David. Um, I read the story of David in different parts consistently. Uh, I feel like what David was able to accomplish in his life is something that I dream of. Where God looked at him and said, you fulfilled everything I called you to do. Like he was one of, he's the only person in the Bible recorded that he fulfilled all he was called to in his generation. That he was able to mark God's heart, to lean into what God was doing in the hour and fulfill it all. And this is what I believe all of us are called to. I want you to look at the person next to you and say, I'm special. God loves me. God loves me. You could say it with a smile. God loves me. I I think there's been way too many times in church where we want to believe God only loves the top person. (laughs) We want to believe that. Because it's really easy to discredit ourselves and disqualify ourselves because we see somebody operating in their anointing, not realizing that God has called all of us to operate in anointing. He's called all of us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He's called all of us to do signs and wonders. He's called all of us to see his kingdom come to the earth. He didn't just say, man, there's going to be a select few people that I'm going to pray for and say, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on these few people as it is in heaven. Isn't that good? Is, is that good? Yes. yes, it is. Why is that so, so exciting, so amazing? Because if the prayer on earth as it is in heaven, God's will be done, only meant for a few select people, that would absolutely dis- disempower and disqualify 99% of the church. Wouldn't that be sad? Okay, if we think of this, look at how many people are in this beautiful congregation. Look at how many amazing, amazing people are in this room. And God is saying, I have called all of us. I have called all of us to actually step into signs and wonders, miracles, to see people get saved, delivered, healed, set free, all of us. How do we do this? How do we become those people? I wanna dive in. First thing I wanna say is, God is looking for people who will discover His name. In His name is found His nature. Everyone say, In His name. Is found his nature. Now, throughout history, I I kind of, I dive into, like, bigger picture Bible. Has anybody ever, like, done, like, a Bible shred? Anybody done a Bible shred in here? It's a thing in America because we have this new guy named Nathan Finocchio who's like, Bible shreds. What it means is you're, like, kind of like you're shredding and getting, you know, lifting weights. I don't do that. But you read the Bible, the whole Bible, in 30 days or in 60 days. And you're like, this is shocking. It is. I've done it before. It's shocking. It takes me like two hours a day. And I did it with three children. I don't know how, but me and my wife, we do this every other year. And it's a Bible shred. But as I've been doing these Bible shreds, you start seeing themes in the Bible. You start seeing stuff that you're like, man, if I just read one verse or one book, I would miss a theme that's happening. And one of the things that I notice consistently in the Bible is that every time a new name of God comes on to the scene, it's because there's a crazy encounter that somebody, one of the people of God had with him. So all of a sudden you have Moses who like, and there's many, so I'm just going to name a few. So if you're like, there's more, I know there's more. I'm just going to name a few. So like Moses all of a sudden gets gets told this name because he discovers the name Yahweh. And then God says, I'm going to pass before you and I'm going to declare something. And this is where we get the Lord, Yahweh, the the Lord, gracious and merciful God, compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness. You know, before that moment, the earth didn't know that. Like, Like the earth, you can tell humanity as a whole hadn't related to God in that way. All of a sudden, you see Hagar, right? And she has this really rough moment. She gets pregnant. She gets sent out because Sarah is jealous. What happens? God meets her. And all of a sudden, she says, oh, my gosh, you are the God who sees. Okay, are are we catching this? She, She has this revelation that goes, God sees me. How can we even prophesy that God sees somebody or declare that unless we understand he does? And it's found in his name. His name reveals his nature. If you're like, how do we understand the nature of God? We discover his name and how he's revealed himself. Like that's what we trust. We don't trust our feelings. We don't trust our history. We don't trust our experiences. We trust his name. This is why we can trust the name of the Lord. That's not just Jesus. Meaning Jesus. It means the names he's revealed to humanity for us to trust. Okay. So with this... We have other ones, you know, Ruth, Redeemer. David, though, I want to land on this. David had a lot of names of God that he, was, that he actually apprehended and he used. Okay? Because the, the, Jesus' name, the names of the Lord are actually our weapons. Yes. Okay? So and sometimes, I know I've been in scenarios and seasons where life hasn't been great. Uh, I want to create another bluff in case you didn't know this, just because you are a pastor or in ministry does not mean life has no struggles or tribulations or anything. I used to believe this before I was in this, you know, and then you're in it and you're like, wow, it's the same. (laughs) You are still a person. You are still human. Human things happen to everyone all the time. This is a really encouraging thing for me because then I look at great heroes of the faith and I go, well, if they can do it, I can do it. If they, I don't discredit anymore. I used to for years discredit myself. Now I go, if they can do it, I can do it. If they can access who Jesus is, who the Father is, in a season that is absolutely the most devastating season that they've walked through, so can I, so can you, so can all of us. Our church, you know, if you have kept up with Redding, um, Bethel Reading. Uh, We have gone through it this last two years. We have had a, we have gone through it. Um, Obviously COVID, we all went through it as a whole earth. Yes, COVID, (laughs) we went through it. But then right after that, man, we went transition, Benny Johnson passing, massive hits that have just been happening in our congregation, our family, and watching our leaders find who God is in that, Gives me this revelation. God, you you can be trusted and it's true. It doesn't matter who on the earth, where we're at, whether we're speaking up here, whether we're speaking at our workplaces, whether we're mom or dad at home speaking to our kids. Your name can be used as a weapon in any scenario. Just like we still have been going after God as our healer in the midst of a tragedy in our church. Going, God is a healer. He's already revealed himself. He is God, our healer. We can't actually lower the nature of God because of my experience or our experience. Okay, so the first thing, David, I'm going to walk through a few points of David because I want to hit this, of what I believe David did and where I believe, man, even journey, what you guys are stepping into. Uh, Because there's something about David's life that he facilitated in a nation that changed the course of Israel forever and the course of the earth, so much so that now everything is like, man, Jesus will be a part of the throne of David. Like There was something that perpetually changed. First scenario, as you find David in the, in the wilderness watching over sheep, very ironic because I've never seen so many sheep in my life and my girls are freaking out every time I send them pictures of sheep because they love sheep. I wish they were here because there's so many lambs. I'm like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. There's lambs everywhere. My kids love baby animals. (laughs) Anyway, we have baby animals a lot. Uh, But with David in the fields with the sheep, he has this revelation of God. This is how we get Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. And all of a sudden the whole psalm walks through this understanding that he has as I've been with my sheep, so is God with me. Okay, so this is a very first understanding of of the nature of God within this revelation that that David has by himself. Such an incredible revelation that God says, I know a man. Like the king of Israel messes up. Right? The king of Israel actually seeks an answer in a way that he was not supposed to. And God says, don't worry, I know a man. Now, who is God thinking of? David, who is like, no one knows do you know how many times God in heaven is saying your name? I know a girl. I know a guy. I know exactly the workplace I put them in. I know the family they came from. Don't worry. I've got this covered. I know someone. Like God says that about us. I think so many times we're going, God, do you see me? God, is, am I significant? Am I going to make a difference? Is life always going to be hard? And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know a guy. I know a guy. I know someone. Do you know God thinks of you? God knows you. He knows me like he he knew this congregation would start that you would be a part of it that you would have encounters here that were a divine setup to impact Northern Ireland a divine setup you're like I thought God was just like being kind to me and showing me his love and he's like no 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 I'm showing you I am love I'm showing you that this is who I am so David has this first revelation right God is a shepherd so that's the name, that's the only name we know thus far. It leads him to a 1 Samuel 17 moment. For, in 1 Samuel 17, I won't be that guy that's like, what is it? Don't worry, write it down, I'll tell you. This is not math or science or a quiz. First Samuel 17, we see David and Goliath. And it's this big moment where a nation, again, David has a revelation in the back part of a field with sheep. That leads him to a moment where he sees something coming at his nation, and he pulls on something. I want to read this verse because he pulls on something. His verses 45 through 46, chapter 17. Then David said to the Philistine, "'You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. This day the Lord will deliver you up into my hands.'" And I will strike you down and remove your head from you, and I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know there is a God in Israel. Do you realize the confidence that David had came from a revelation of the name of God? But he hasn't had a lot of training because he's been in the backside of the desert. So you have to realize... The only revelation he's having is God revealing himself. This is why it is so important to know when we have encounters, they, they, they need to form into a revelation that changes the standard of living. An encounter with God, if we get up and go, wow, I'm so glad today was that moment where I, I got slain. Praise God. I love it. I am, I am a drunk mess. I love it. What that means, drunk in the Holy Spirit. I love it. Wild. Wild. I have been playing keys before. and knocked a keys keyboard over because I was, got so hit with the Holy Spirit. My wife almost killed me and said, you will never play keys for me again. I was like, I am so sorry. She's a worship leader. I was like, babe, I'm so sorry. It was bad, but it was so good. Okay. <laughs> if I, though, come out of those moments and don't understand that God is joyful, I have missed something. I will start craving the encounter instead of the one giving it. Okay, so encounters have to lead to a revelation of the nature of God. That is how we start progressing in our faith to go, the next time something hits me, I have a weapon in the name that I actually experientially discovered. God is an experiential God. Say that. Say, God is experiential. He likes it that way. That's why he made humans, all of us, to be experiential people. Why do we love being hugged and high-fived and smiled at? And when the girl looks at you that you like, you're like, yeah, I like you back. You know, it's an experience. If somebody just like monochromatically said, "Um, you like her, she likes you, but there's no emotion in it, there's no experience, whatever, it would way lessen all of the butterflies, right? Because we're created to experience life. Well, in that same way, we're created to experience God who is life. Why? Jesus said it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Our whole life is actually set up to experience God so he reveals his nature. Yes. So that we win. We understand we win. We win. Isn't that good? Just look at your, when, when you need this, I sometimes declare over my you know, wonderful account online, when I look at my finances, I'm like, we win. God, we win. When my kids, I'm like, wow, how much were diapers this much month? Oh my gosh, we win, you know? You have to understand that when you realize God is victory. Yes. He's enough. Okay, hope we're catching this. We're going to go somewhere. So with David, David and Goliath, David uses the name of God all through experience that sets him up to to set free a nation. He still not leading at this point. So again, he's not the person on stage. I'm trying to make this point. David doesn't get on stage for years. I think a lot of us want to believe this is the moment of victory. Like if we get on stage, we've made it. That's not it. God is like, it's the stage of your life. Like nobody makes it on this stage. We make it in the stage of our lives. When I go home to my three girls when I have the friends around me, when I go to work, what is my life, the stage of my life? That's where I am using the names of God with my family, with my friends. Okay, the next thing we see, Psalm 51. We're just going through David's life a little bit to give us some context. This is the moment where he sins with Bathsheba. Okay, this is crazy. He sins, he has this really dark Psalm, Psalm 51, where usually if you... Have you ever read this? You're like, and you feel it. You're like, wow, I've done something that I need the Lord to forgive me of. All right? It says this, uh, a Psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came to him after he had gone into Bathsheba, be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgressions. This is Psalm 51.1. Isn't it weird that he would use a name? According to your loving kindness, according to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgression. How did he know God was kind, loving, and compassionate? He experienced it, but somebody else had already too. Who was it? Moses. Isn't this weird? Like, this revelation was not on the earth. Moses, we talked about it. All of a sudden, God passed by and the declaration was I am the Lord the Lord great and compassionate God slow to anger abounding in loving kindness right this revelation hits the earth David accesses it and in a moment where in that time sin would lead to death or he would have had to go to the temple and he knew the temple like David understood it but he didn't have access to it this is why we say David was like had the ability to reach into the future and pull in New Testament worship. Because he does it here. He is able to ask God for forgiveness without a sacrifice. That's weird. Like he was able to ask God and understand, God, you are actually loving, compassionate. You're slow to anger. You're abounding in loving kindness. You, I understand your name that you revealed. Now I'm holding up your name over my life because I've sinned. You'll see this in the Psalms a lot. Like David will say, like, let my hands be lifted up as if it was the morning sacrifice. Because he couldn't actually get to the temple. So David's like, my heart's for you, God. I have a heart after you. I want to please you. I want to know you. I don't always have the abilities. I don't always have the favor. I don't always have the opportunities to get into your courts, but I have a revelation that you actually are here. See, sometimes, like I'm very aware of this when I I, I'm having this awakening consistently in my life that goes, "Oh wow, God's everywhere," and I know we, we say that. How many guys would say God's everywhere? Yes, I'm omnipresent. Yes, 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 the name of God. Look at that. Until you're at a workplace that you're like, wow, God, you have forsaken this place. Anybody else ever felt that? <laughs> or you're, you're with extended family and you're like, wow, what has happened? Oh, my gosh, I felt like God left the room. I don't know what happened. He was gone. Okay, I've had those m- moments. And I go back to a name that goes, wait, you're omnipresent wait you're actually everywhere at the same time god that's impossible for you to not be here whether i feel it or not that's actually impossible to believe that i am believing a lie it's impossible it's in your name this is who you are you're omnipresent you're everywhere at the same time that's what makes you so big and glorious and mighty powerful that's why we sing stuff like this have ever noticed if you sing the names of God, the whole atmosphere shifts? Why? Possibility happens in the name of Jesus, in the names. So, why you see, like in John 14, 15, 16, 17, ask anything in my name and it will be done for you. Anything in my name. If you don't know, though, through experience, this understanding of like the names of God, we don't ask based on what's possible, we ask based on our circumstances. So, why are encounters so important? Encounters reveal the name and the nature of God. And when we have that understanding, we start asking for stuff that we're supposed to as the people of God. We start asking for the big things. Do you know that's in God's heart that we be big people? If we're made in His image and His likeness, He's a big God. He doesn't want small sons and daughters. Like, think of this, my children, I have three girls, I want them to be able to do anything. I think that's every parent's dream. I want them to be able to do anything that they have in their heart. Yet when we come into the church, so many times we want to minimize ourselves and go, oh, no, 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 God, that can't be me. Oh, oh, forgive me for even being prideful at any level. God, that you you could never have wanted to choose me. That would be impossible. For sure, it's the person over there. Oh, it's, it's probably the people that are really close to, to Pastor John. Pastor John is so powerful. Man, yeah, I, I couldn't even imagine telling him a dream in my heart because that would just come across so arrogant. Do you know how weird that would be if my kids said that? Like, hey, Dad, I, I didn't want to tell you this thing that I've been dreaming about because I was scared. If they did that, I would understand something. You don't know me. If my kids came up and started asking stuff or were scared to tell me stuff, even about food dreams once my girls come up and tell me dad I want new shoes that light up that's a big thing now they're like when i hit it it lights up and i'm like okay you don't need new shoes they're like i know but i want it so bad i'm like okay once do you see like children ask for wants not just needs they're they're desiring what the father has <laughs> <laughs> it's a shaky foundation though no. It stresses me out sometimes, too. I get it. Like, I was raised, in my family, we got hit really hard after 9-11. If you remember 2001, probably did not reach here, but everybody heard about it in the world when the Twin Towers fell. Okay, big moment. My dad lost his job. I had just entered into junior high. Rough season to enter into junior high school when your dad loses his job after we've just moved to a new city. Rough moment. All of junior high and high school, we barely scraped by. Barely made it. Do you know what's crazy? That, I have had to walk through so much healing in that season because I started thinking God only wanted me to barely make it. Because that was my experience. I was like, well, we barely, like, we bar- I could never ask for anything because I was so ashamed because I knew we're barely making bills. We're not eating. And this revelation has been happening in my life where I'm like, God, you're so big. I have been limiting you because of my bad understanding of you. I have five minutes. We're going to wrap this up. So the last thing I'm going to say. <laughs> this is what you do as a speaker. You do the last thing you're going to say three times, and then you're done. So I want to say this to end it. <laughs> to end it. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, something David did at the end of his life. He did one thing where he brought the Ark of the Covenant in. to to the nation, and he did it the way God designed, which was on people. He tried it man's way on a cart. It did not work. God's way was resting on the the priest. In the New Testament, we are a kingdom of priests to our God. So it rests on us. The Holy Spirit, the tabernacle, the indwelling of God on the earth rests on us. David was able to access something. A revelation that said God actually wants to rest on us and use us in the equation. God wants to use us. David was able to reestablish the Ark of the Covenant. And the last thing he did, which made him a man after God's own heart, is he desired to build a tabernacle in Israel for there to be 24-7 worship. I want to I close with this thought. To becoming men and women after God's own heart is this understanding to go, God, you want to use me and rest on me to change a nation. You want to use me and rest on me to change a nation. This is what David was tapping into, that God desired people. He could see Acts 2 before Acts 2 was a thing. That God said, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. That I actually want to make people my dwelling place. I don't want a tent or a building. I want people. I want sons and daughters as a dwelling place that would see my glory manifest on the earth. Habakkuk 2.14. Right? Right? The glory of the Lord would cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. The knowledge of the glory, the intimate knowing of the glory of the Lord. What is the glory of the Lord? His manifest presence on the earth. Do you realize Jesus already came and manifested the presence and glory of God on the earth. He manifested the word. He manifested. And then he said, no, I'm going to raise up people because I need everyone to start realizing they are supposed to manifest the glory of God. They are supposed to be... Carriers, temples of the Holy Spirit, carriers of manifest presence that release encounters that reveal his nature. Amen. This is what we do as a church, is that we experience God, but we also release God. And the nature that we experience is the nature that we get to release. Okay. So we're going to experience Jesus. And so what I want, I love that we've been going after hunger and all this. I just feel like how we'll close... I don't know what song you're going to sing. You just do it. You feel whatever you feel. Yes. And not that, yeah. <laughs> okay. Is As we experience Jesus, encounters are so necessary to understand who he is. And so what I want us to do right now is just, we're going to just pray. We have a whole team here that came here. And we would love to just release more encounters. And yeah, so if our team could come up front, whether you're BSSM or Young Saints, you are our team, come up front, line up across, and this is what we're going to go after is, and I want to encourage you in this, sometimes I've been in charismatic churches my whole life. You guys can spread all the way across. I was, I got saved in a Pentecostal church in Texas. I love it. I'm all in and wow look at that there's so many you guys can also like go up on the sides or yeah and go upstairs some of you guys should go upstairs so young saints or bethel go bsm go upstairs um here's what i sometimes did when i was raised in a pentecostal church is i would go what if it doesn't happen Has anybody ever felt that? You're like, oh man, those people are like, some people are shaking. Some people feel something. I feel nothing. Why would I even try again? I want to encourage you. I feel like today there's such a spirit of breakthrough. There's so much of what the Holy Spirit is actually wanting to awaken in this region. And he is using journey as a lighthouse, a lighthouse of possibility, a lighthouse of potential, a lighthouse of the presence of God resting on a group of people. And it starts with just understanding more, God, I want to know who you are. And so I want to encourage you, if you would like that, just to have an encounter. Even if you're like, I don't need anything, this is good. God wants to give you more than you ask or desire or need. So if you're like, I'm doing good, great, He has more. And so I want to encourage you right now to stand up and find somebody. Ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, who am I supposed to go to? See who's highlighted. And I want you to stand up if you would like it. And I invite you to come forward. Yep. Yep. This is great. I don't actually know how to tradition you close. So come forward. You can stand up. You can find somebody. We're going to sing worship and go from there. Amen.